Hello everyone, my name is Kamreen Zera and I'm going to talk about the outstanding English poet before Shakespeare and the first finder of our language, none other than Geoffrey Chaucer, who was born in 1342 or 43, London and died in October 25th, 1400, London. So the Canterbury Tales is one of the greatest poetic works in English. Apart from this, he also contributed importantly in the second half of the 14th century to the management of public affairs as courtier, diplomat and civil servant. In that career, he was trusted and aided by three successive kings, uh, Edward III, Richard II and Henry IV. But it is his avocation, the writing of poetry, for which he is remembered. Perhaps the chief, um, the chief characteristics of Chaucer's works are their variety in subject, matter, genre, tone, and style. And in, in the complexities presented concerning the human pursuit of a sensible existence. Yet his writings also consistently reflect an all-pervasive humor combined with serious and tolerant consideration of important philosophical questions. Okay. Uh, from his writings, Chaucer emerges as poet of love, both earthly and divine, whose presentations range from lustful to, to uh, spiritual union with God, thereby they regularly lead the leader, uh, lead, sorry, reader, to speculation about man's relation both to his fellows and his maker, while simultaneously providing delightfully entertaining views of the fraternities and follies as well as the nobility of mankind. Now, the second slide, which is his literary work okay now in his literary work chaucer wrote in a range of poetic forms and genres he composed dream visions uh, such as the book of the duchess the legend of good women and uh, the parliament of falls as well as trialis and Cressida, the greatest exploration of love and loss set during the trojan war he also produced philosophical and scientific works he translated the consolation of philosophy by the roman senator and philosopher these works shows the range of his skill but perhaps none have the scale and impressiveness of the Canterbury Tales. Now the three historical events which accelerated change were uh, the Hundred Years' War, 
1337, the Black Death 1362, and the Peasant Revolts 1381. Now, what happened in the Hundred uh, Years' War? It begins. It began in 14th century. and it was fought between england and france the commercial rivalry between the two nations was the main cause of the war it was fought in three phases the edwardian era the caroline war and lancastrian war okay now the second was the black death 1362 uh it was the epidemic of plague that erased almost 40 population of britain since population decreased remaining people or workers asked for more wages it gave rise to a new middle class nearly 40% of priests died so remaining poorly trained priests accelerated that decline in the church power and paved the way for english reformation it it appeared during the reign of edward iii okay now the third is the peasant revolt now the peasant revolt 1381 since the people are already reeling under the social and economic difficulties the they they refused to pay tax okay john bampton or ball was officer collecting tax who introduced new tax what tyler is related with the event called peasant revolt okay it is also called tyler's rebellion it was based on the theory of democracy and socialism of what tyler's text now john gower's vox clementis deals with tyler's rebellion chaucer referred to stormy people in two tales the clerk's tale and the nun priest tale which is mine which i am going to talk about i am not going to talk about the canterbury tales okay now at the end of his life geoffrey chaucer's best known the canterbury tales is an ambition sorry uh sorry ambitious collection of stories in a range of poetic forms it imagines a group of 31 pilgrims who meet while traveling to the shrine of thomas becket in canterbury to pass the time they decided to tell two tales to the assembled company on the journey they there are the they uh, sorry on the journey there and the journey home okay this extraordinary work which presents a portrait of late medieval britain with humor and tragedy was left unfinished when chaucer died that said in 1400 but it along with much of his other verse verses uh, it still celebrated as some of the greatest works in the english language now the third slide is the nun priest tale 
Now the Nunpris tale is a tale among the tales of the Canterbury Tales. And the poem consists of uh, the general pro prologue, the roadside talk, uh, which I just mentioned, uh, uh, and the tales. Now this NPT belongs to a series of tales. It has crime, detective part, uh, science fiction, ghost stories, all, all in the tale. These are all in the tale. These are the ingredients which we will find when we will read the tale. Okay. Now the fourth slide is about story and storytellers. Now NPT collocates number of stories. First, first, it starts with an old widow who lives with her two daughters. Then there is a description about his house, her diet and her barnyard. Then the story leads to the hero, our Chanticleer, where his physical characters are described and then about his wife. Uh, it has uh, some and then he has some dream stories, which I will talk about in the next slide. Uh, why it is so so dramatic because the author doesn't say a single word directly in prologue to the tale the knight the host and the priest talk and in the main body the priest the storyteller and the characters of the tale talks the author did not say a single word everything is talking every every character is talking okay the author is not saying a single word okay now the slide five which is literary technique okay we have a lot of literary techniques in this npt but uh, i am going to tell you just few of it number one is <clears throat> give me a moment <coughs> Number one is hyperbole. In all the land for crowing, crowing, he had no peer. Line 26. So it means although there is unlikely a measure of a rooster's crowing, this description means to build up part of Chanticleer's character by saying he's, he has such an amazing voice. Now, number second, in line 27, I have found a metaphor. This metaphor greatly describes Chanticleer's singing, allowing the reader to imagine how he must sound by comparing his voice to that of an organ, which reader know to be a powerful and exciting instrument. Number third, I found simile in line 33. Now, this is the line where Chanticleer's character was uh, told. Using a simile to illustrate details in a story is refreshing for the reader because it is more interesting to have the color of Chanticleer's comb described by comparing it to something we can imagine such as coral as opposed to simply say it was red okay now number four is 
personification in line number 49 in 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 that in writing the phrase this way my heart yet jumps with soul affright in the writing phrase in this way love is presented as having the ability to walk being the human quality this adds a certain romantic vibe to this stanza okay now <coughs> sorry now in line number 65 first it's uh, it's rhyming and in line number 45 also there is a rhyming so the rhyming throughout the poem includes these two example add adds flow and encourages the reader to continue to keep reading in particular couplets two lines of verse that are joined by a rhyme are quite catchy okay and makes the story fun to read okay now number 7 is comparison i saw there a strange beast was like a dog line number 65 to 67 now at first glance this line appears to be a simile okay but however after looking into it more closely it can be understood that the author was really giving the reader an imagine uh, sorry an image to compare the beast to something to go by this could be a form of imagine imagery okay now number 8 is foreshadowing okay it's from line number 64 to 67 i'm not going to read the whole because it will take so much of time so in this stanza is somewhat a form of foreshadowing as it is chanticleer describing his dream to miss mistress pertlot okay a dream that later on comes true when the fox attacks the rooster the technique helps the reader later understand the consequence of chanticleer's decision emphasizing the story's moral point okay i have just uh, in my ppt i have just shown eight but i will go for some more which i have written in my notes okay so there is then in line number 107 to 184 anecdote okay in this stanza is somewhat a form of foreshadowing okay sorry what i am reading nine number okay anecdote so that on a time to comrades went ha huh, yeah so this is an anecdote from line number 1072184 an anecdote is a short story about an incident or person that the speaker may use to demonstrate an ethical side or point in this case chanticleer uses an anecdote to try to convince pertilot that one should pay attention to their dreams and not let other 
influence your destiny okay now when i will go to the tale you will know all of these technique uh, listen this later because i have added this slide earlier okay now the 10th number is onamatapoya uh, line 275 but he cried cock 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 and did so start okay so onomatopoeia is using an onomatopoeia gives the reader an accurate representation of what the rooster sounds like and is more amusing to read than he crowed okay now again uh, we have simile in line number 287 to 288 here the fox is using a simile to exaggerate the beauty of chanticleer's voice in an effort to flatter and trick the easily deceived rooster okay now in line number uh 379 we have an allusion okay so in line number 379 for saint paul says that all that's written well so in this line here chaucer makes a biblical reference to saint paul who the reader may or may not know okay so that's an allusion now in line number mm, 3002304 oh, again there is an allusion i have well read in don burnell as among his verses how there was a cock because a priest's son gave him a knock upon the leg very young and not yet wise he caused the boy to lose his benefice okay so this is line 302304 so this is an allusion and this alludes to a work by the englishman nigel wilker uh, written in the 12th century uh, the story is about a priest's son who breaks a rooster's leg and in subtle revenge the rooster refuses to crow and don causing the boy to slip through his church meeting this relate to the poem because the fox is comparing chanticleer's father to the wise and subtle rooster this gives the reader an idea of how grand chanticleer's father was prompting him to let his guard down okay now num now at the entire poem there is a symbolism okay uh there is a symbolism where we can find relation of chanticleer and the nun priest okay so as a group we all agreed that the main character chanticleer could be a representation of the nun priest himself being a nun priest it is likely his life has been long surrounded and controlled by such women 
just as chanticleers is encircled by his several hen wives on the farm on a side note the chickens are sometimes referred to as his sisters which is ironically a common name used among nuns in the poem chanticleer appears subject to pertilot's counsel and listens to her when she ignores his theory about his dreams ignoring god's prophecy this is somewhat a disguise to voice the anti feminism sorry anti feminism <coughs> sorry anti feminism views that were popular opinions at the time these tales were written the tale itself shows that the priest like chanticleer lacks individualism as an evident by the title has the impression of being an item belonging to the nuns okay now we have symbolism uh, again when we look into the relation of pertilot and the hen wives with nuns okay so throughout the poem we found that pertilot and the other sisters could be interpreted as figures of symbolize the nuns living with the nuns priest this can be supposed this can be supported with the fact that there were many of them and he referred to them as sisters okay so that was the uh the literary technique of the nun priestel now let's move to the slide number 6 uh the the aspects of the complex form i will i will tell you the whole as in one okay now sermon what is sermon first of all sermon is a lecture by a preacher it address a theological or moral topic okay it is really a sermon about alternance to moral op- obligation the key to which is the identification of chanticleer as an as any holy man the fox as heretic and devil the poor widow as the church donovan the fox really represents the friars in their long controversy with the secular clergy and the cock a priest the point is that it is a poem about flattery it has a wealth of moralities but is really saying that a poem does not need a morality uh it is a fable with three moralities and also a tragedy okay now a mock epic is a literary parody of a uh, heroic style it imitates serious characters and give events in a comic manner the subject matter is trivial and unfit for an epic 
but the subject is clothed clothed in the controversial epic style okay for example in the nun priest tales the ordinary event of taking away of a cock is compared and contrasted with famous and grave historical events of the past nun priest tale is mock epic the tale is ordinary and common there is a widow having two daughters okay now i'm telling you some of the summary of it so listen pro- properly so there is a widow having two daughters it starts with it she has cattle and sheep as in uh, usual with the village villagers she has a cock and many hens the cock chanticleer and many hens once a cock is carried away by a fox but later escapes okay the cock which carried by the fox was the chanticleer okay though the subject is trivial yet this trivial uh subject has been exalted because false have been invested with the qualities of extra uh, with the qualities of learned uh, human beings okay the cock and the hen behave talk argue and conduct like extraordinary human beings okay i am i am talking about uh, the other slides too okay i am going to take in this only so we find the cock and the hen having learned and philosophical discussion on dreams which later includes some vital issues of human life this is not at all a fanciful discussion it is subst- it is substantially learned they also make historical references and illustrations to substate substantiate sorry i am pronouncing wrong everything what's wrong with me now okay cut the crap their respective point of view we hardly believe that they 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 are fools okay we are always reminded of two philosophers both stick to their own points of view uh, the reality of dreams and the discussion ends on no conclusion so so an animal fable uh, has been elevated to the level of philosophical poem having deep thoughts and ideas the cock is raised to the status of a hero and thus the tale becomes a mock epic okay now uh, the chaucer chaucer's style in the poem is grand he employs bombastic words for a tri- trivial subject for example chanticleer is called a gentle cock and his crowing is sweeter than that of any other cock now pertilot likewise has the best coloring on her throat and she is called a fair damsel she is courteous discreet gracious and companionable 
सो द डिस्क्रिप्शन ऑफ द कॉक एंड एंड द हैन इज सफिशियंटली कॉमिक ओके नाउ नाउ ह्यूमर इज वन ऑफ द इजेंशियल ओके प्री रिक्वेस्टी ऑफ अ मॉक एपिक एंड दिस टेल इज फुल ऑफ ह्यूमर मोस्ट ऑफ द कॉमेडी इज इंट्रोड्यूस्ड थ्रू द इन कॉन्ग्रिटी एंड दिस this proportion between grand style and trivial subject the trivial events have been enlarged to look lofty and grand for example the fox has been called the false murderer and uh, false dis- dissembler has been uh, compared to various not- not- notorious rascals of the past i have searched a lot okay so <laughs> i am talking let's not a lot of it now let me go to the summary of the poem which is main uh, so let's go to the tales uh, side tales slide side i'm saying god i don't know what's wrong with me today i'm just done i'm just done okay now the tale now what is the tale now let me clear you each and everything i am going to tell you the whole poem in a story okay okay so firstly it starts with uh, there once was a poor old widow who lived in a little cottage in a in a valley on the edge of a forest she lived a simple life since her husband died and she did not have much still she managed to support her two daughters okay uh, and she had three pigs and a sheep named molly uh, molly her house was pretty dirty and she and her daughter ate pleasant food mostly like milk and bread sometimes with a bit of bacon or an egg or two on the side because she was a dairy woman she did not have any use for uh, uh, spicy uh, spicy sauces or even red or white wine she did not have a goat so she could dance all she wanted and she never really lost her temper temper okay no amodest diet exercise and a positive attitude where all the medicine she need needed to stay healthy and strong so this was the description of the widow now this old w- woman has fenced in her front yard and surrounded it with a dry ditch in the yard she kept a rooster she kept a rooster named chanticleer now the chanticleer's comb was redder than the reddest coral and stuck up high into the air like a castle wall he had a beak as black as obsidian blue feet and toes white claws and feathers that burned with the color of gold the rooster was better at crowing than any other rooster around he had a clear strong crow that was just as beautiful as the sound of a pipe organ playing in church okay now uh, this cock had an harm of 
seven hens for his pleasure these hens were both his sisters and his lovers and looked very much like him the most beautiful of them all was the fair damsel pertelote pertelote was modest polite and easy to get along with and she was so charming that chanticleer had become had been completely smitten with her since she was only a week old she loved her through and through and it was a pleasure to hear them singing my love has gone away through together in harmony every morning when the sun came up for back then birds and animals could talk and sing you know uh, well one morning at dawn as chanticleer was sitting on his perch in his hall with pertelote and his other wives perched next to him chanticleer began groaning as if it were having a nightmare worried pertelote asked what's wrong my dear my uh, why are you groaning like that you are usually such a sound sleeper nothing nothing wrong chanticleer answered i just had a nightmare a horrible nightmare it was so awful that my heart still racing with fear god help me figure out what this what this dream means and keep me safe from getting locked up i dreamt like i was walking walking around in the yard when i saw an enormous dog like beast that was that wanted to catch me and kill me this was this beast was a reddish yellow color but black on the tips of its tail and ears it has small nose and now this is the description of that beast okay uh two glowing eyes it's still scaring me to death just thinking about it which is probably what caused me groaning ah uh, go away pertilot cried shame on you you coward God no god knows you have lost my heart and all my love i can't love a coward no matter what women may say deep down they all want husbands who are strong and brave and kind and know how to keep a secret not someone who is stupid and foolish not someone who is scared of the sword shame on you you for telling me that something scares you be a man dream and god that was not even real it was a dream dreams are nothing but silliness caused by gas and indigestion from overeating the fluids in your body must just be out of work this nightmare you had probably just means you had too much red bile in your stomach which leads to bad dream of fire and beasts that want to eat you just as too much black bile in your stomach makes people dream about black bears and bulls and eve and devils nightmare can come from other bodily fluids being out of whack too i could go on but you got the idea wasn't it great roman writer cato who said pay no attention to your dreams now when we fly down from the rafter this morning take a laxative for the love of god now here the laxative means uh, take some medicine or herb Uh, and purge your body of whatever it is that gave you those nightmares i swear to god i'm only trying to help you 
and since there isn't a pharmacy in this town i will show you the herbs that are growing in our yard that you should take to purge your system don't forget that you have a flinky stomach and you wouldn't want to be caught sick when the sun rises and it's time to crow if you are still sick when the sun comes up i will bet you a shilling that you have got got malaria or some other kind of serious sickness if you if so you might have to take some kind of strange medicine or something to help you to get rid of it now buck up husband and go and do your father proud don't worry about your dreams it's just foolishness now the chanticleer replied thank you for your advice madam Cato certainly was known for his wisdom but even though he he said not to worry about dreams there were plenty of other writers who were even older and wiser than Cato who who said that who said just the opposite they seem to say from their own experience that uh, dreams are signs of the happiness or tragedy that is to come let me tell you about some examples one of the greatest uh, now here here in uh, the tale the chanticleer is uh, giving you some examples of the dreams okay so one of the greatest uh, authors people read once told a story about two friends who set out on a holy pilgrimage on their journey they came to a town that was a crowded with people that they couldn't find so much as a cottage where they could both stay for the night so they decided to split up and each went his own way to find somewhere to sleep one of them found a place in an oxen bar fortune who controls all our fates smiled on the other man who found a much better place to stay in an inn means hotel now it just so happened that the second man had a dream about his companion in the middle of the night his friend called him uh, called uh, to him in the dream and said i'm going to be murdered tonight while i'm sleeping in the barn hurry up and help me dear brother and save my life the second man jolted awake from the nightmare but he quickly rolled over and fell back asleep because he thought uh, the dream was nothing but nonsense he had he had this this same dream again woke and uh, woke with a start and went back to sleep again on the third time however his friend appeared to him and said i have been killed just look at the bounds okay sorry wounds and gashes on my body i was murdered for my money get up early tomorrow morning and go to the west gate of the town there you will find a cart full of dung in in which my body has been secretly hidden and with a pale and pitiful face he 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 told his friend all about how he was robbed and murdered and wouldn't you know everything in the dream turned out to be true when the second man woke up in the morning he set out uh, for the oxen barn where his friend had stayed when he got uh, when he got there he began looking for his friend and calling out his name 
the owner of the barn soon appeared and said sir your friend has agree already left he woke up early uh, this morning and split remembering his dream from the uh, last night the pilgrim was suspicious and ran to the west gate of the town there he found a cart of dung uh, uh, in intended to be used as fertilizer just as his friend described in his dream outraged he cried out at the top of his lungs for vengeance and justice police help my friend was murdered last night and his body lies in this cartload of dung uh, police the town people rushed out people uh, tipped over the cart and found the man's body buried beneath a tongue of dung now the police immediately arrested and tortured the man who owned uh, the cart as well as the man who owned the oxen barn who was stretched out on the rack both men eventually confessed their dreams or uh, sorry crime and were hanged by their necks oh bless the lord who is so just and true he always reveals murder murder is unholy and uh, and abnormal to god uh, who who is so just and reasonable that he 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 won't allow it to remain hidden away if even if it takes a year or two or three i know that god will always make it be known now this was uh there was uh, there is a proof pertinent that uh, we should fear our dreams i also read in the next chapter of uh, this that same book and i am not uh, making this up uh, that a man dreamed about his own death right before he set out on a voyage uh, to cross the sea he and another man uh, had some business or other in another country across the sea but they had to wait a while at port until the wind were favorable and finally when the wind did change the two men agreed to set out on the next morning that night however one of the men dreamed just before dawn that a man was standing over his bed and who said if you sail tomorrow you will drown the man woke up told his companion about the dream and suggested that they say that they wait one more day before set sail his companion who was sleeping in the next bunk over laughed at the man and said no dream no dream is going to keep me from sailing tomorrow i don't give a damn about your dreams because dreams are filled with nothing but nonsense okay so that man was just like patlot now people are always dreaming about owls and apes and other crazy things including things that never happened and never will happen but it's no uh, no skin off my nose if you want to stay here and miss this golden opportunity to say now th- what i am reading is the second example of uh, the dream and 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 so the next morning the unbelieving companion set out on the voyage by himself but before he made it even half way across the sea somehow the ship's uh, the ship's bottom split in two and sank in plain sight of all the other ships uh, in the convey killing everyone on board so you see my beautiful patelot no, no can no one can be too careful when it comes to dream because many of them are to be feared <clears throat> okay 
so these uh, these were the examples of the dream now let's talk about what happened to the uh, uh, chanticleer uh, okay so the month of march the same month when god had made the world and first ma made mankind has passed and the day was april 1 proud chanticleer was uh, with his uh, seven wives at his side looked up at the bright sun which was morning more than 21 through the sign of taurus his natural instinct alone told him that it was 9 o'clock in the morning and he crowed happily at the top of his lung lungs the sun he crowed uh has climbed uh, across the sky more than 40 degrees um madam pertilod the light of my life listen to listen to the happy birds singing and the fresh new flowers sprout, sprouting from the ground my my heart is so happy but no sooner had he finished saying this than his happiness quickly vanished god knows that happiness only lasts a moment a poet should uh, take note on this saying uh, and write it in a poem sometimes now ladies and gentlemen what i am about to tell you is completely true as true as the famous romance novel about lancelot du lac uh, that women like to read so much i swear it okay back to the story um so uh, so it so happens that the night before a sly and mischievous fox who had who had been living in the nearby woods for the last 3 years had entered the old women's yard where chanticleer and his wife lived he would he, he had slunk over the bed of cabbages and had waited until mid morning for the right time to pounce on chanticleer as all murderers wait to strike a wicked lurking murderer you are just like the traitors judas iscrot who betrayed jesus okay uh, now now the chanticleer damned the day when you flew down from the rafter and into the yard you should have paid attention to your dream and and known that today would be a dangerous day for you but according to uh, according to dangerous day for you uh but according to some philosopher what god's forces is destined to happen and cannot be changed well then again any philosopher worth his salt would would tell you that uh, not everyone agrees th that uh, this is so 100 years uh 100000 men have tried to answer this question uh, whether the future is already written or can be changed i'm not really good at logics and picking apart this various arguments like saint augustine can or like uh, the philosopher boethius or or uh, bishop can uh, i'm not sure whether god's foretelling of an event makes um, sorry means that it has to happen or whether i have free will and can 
choose to make it or not i don't really want to get into all that my story is just about a rooster who as you already know foolishly listened to his wife after having had a dream that dream i told you about women's advice i am a woman and i'm telling you women's advice is more harmful than good well i am not agreeing to this but unfortunately in this poem it is uh, it caused adam yeah this is also true it caused it sorry it caused as adam to get kicked out of eden where he 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 had been happily uh happy and doing just fine okay okay just joking but i don't want to offend anybody by saying that women are full of foolishness because i am that too there are lots of books on that subject and you can read them and make up your own mind i'm just telling you that what the rooster thought not what i think i don't think there is anything wrong with women while pertilot was happily sunbathing in the sand i'm back to the story by the way and chanticleer was singing away more happily than a mermaid uh mermaid for the naturalistic psychology tells that mermaid sing very happily and as he was i'm talking like an hour now i'm thirsty but i have to finish this so i'm sorry for this chit chat and what i was saying so that mermaid yeah that mom is singing very happily and as he was singing a butterfly caught his eyes uh with then made him notice the fox laying low in the bushes surprised chanticleer choked spluttered out a cock cock and instant and instantly tickly <laughs> instant instantly <laughs> i am sorry <laughs> started to run so the chanticleer was going to fly away but the fox immediately said he hey wait mister where are you going don't be afraid i am a friend honestly i would be pretty evil if i intended to hurt you i just wanted to listen to you sing because you have the voice of an angel you have more feeling but for music than uh, any other singer in fact you sound like just like your father who was an excellent singer too he would sing from the heart and so powerfully that he would have to choose his eyes and stand on his tiptoes and crane his slender neck to crow the notes he was so proud of his ability to sing i once read a story about how a boy broke a rooster's leg and how the, that rooster took his revenge years later when he decided not to wake the boy up on a very important day the rooster was very clever but he was not nearly as wise as your father yes i know your mother and father god bless him and uh, have entertained them at my house before i was hoping i could have you over some time too now would you please sing for me 
saying like your father john declare was so flattered that he began to beat his wings not recognizing the trickery in the fox voice okay watch out my lords there are many flatterers in your courts who will try to deceive you these people will make you feel much better than those who actually tell you the truth read what the bible says about flattery and then watch out for those trying to trick you okay now the chanticleer clo- closed his eyes stood on his tiptoes stretched out uh, stretched out his neck and began to crow at the top of his lungs the fox was named sir rushel immediately jumped out of the bushes and grabbed chanticleer by the throat threw him on his back and carried him off into the forest before anyone could follow oh cruel fate there is nothing we can do it's too bad that chanticleer came down from the rafters this morning and even worse that his wife didn't pay attention to his dream and and this all happened on a friday too that uh, the day of uh, the goodness uh, the god sorry goodness god the goddess venus oh venus the goddess of sex and pleasure how could you let chanticleer die on your day chanticleer was humbly devoted to you and did everything in his uh, power to have as much sex as he could not to have children but for sheer delight alone oh master poet geoffrey of winshof if only i could find the words of to damn friday all to hell as vividly as you expressed your sorrow over king richard's first death in your poetry then i would be able to express my sorrow for chanticleer okay now the hens in the yard cried and grieved as they watched the fox snatched chanticleer and carry him away never never had there been such a ruckus not even by the trojan ladies when uh when the greek warrior oh god when the greek warrior grabbed the trojan king by the beard and uh, killed him with his sword anyways let's get back to our story now now the old widow and her two daughters heard the commotion in the yard and ran outside to see what was the matter they saw the fox running into the woods with chanticleer on his back and they cried out oh my god help catch the fox uh, as they chased after him some of the neighbor including talbot garland grabbed sticks and shovels and uh, whatever they could find and joined in the chase as they screamed like banshees call the dog ran after the fox to uh, sorry mol molly and the dog they everyone was running af- around uh scared from the shouting and the barking of the dogs dogs geese were squawking and flying uh, away and even the bees flew out of the hive so terrible was the noise god help us now even the peasant 
रेबल जैक स्ट्रॉ एंड हिज लॉट वेर हाफ एज लाउड वेन दे अटैक्ड फ्लैमिश मर्चेंट्स एज दिस बंच वॉज एज दे रैन आफ्टर द फॉक्स नाउ 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 द चौंटी क्लियर हु स्टिल ले ऑन द फॉक्स बैग स्पोक अप एंड सेड मिस्टर फॉक्स इफ आई वे यू आई वु टर्न अराउंड एंड सो गो अवे डमीज डैम यू ऑल यू विल नेवर गेट योर यूस्टर बैग बिकॉज नाउ दैट आई एम एट द एज ऑफ द फॉरेस्ट आई एम गोइंग टू ईट हिम राइट हियर एंड नाउ फॉक्स आंसर्ड हे या दैट्स गुड आइडिया बट एज सुन एज ही स्पोक द रूस्टर पुल्ड हिमसेल्फ आउट ऑफ द आउट ऑफ फॉक्स माउज माउथ एंड फ्लू हाई अप इन टू अ ट्री एंड वेन द फॉक्स रियलाइज दैट ही हैड लॉस्ट द रूस्टर ही सेट ओ चॉन्ट क्लियर आई एम सो सॉरी आई मस्ट हैव स्केर्ड यू वेन आई ग्रैब्ड यू एंड ब्रॉट यू आउट ऑफ द यार्ड बट सर आई वॉज नॉट गोइंग टू हर्ट यू कम ऑन डाउन लेट मी एक्सप्लेन आई प्रोमिस आई विल टेल यू द ट्रूथ सो हेल्प मी गॉड no way chanticleer replied fool me once shame on you but fool me twice shame on me what a line you're not going to trick me again and get me to close my eyes and sing with your flattery god punishes those who look the other way in in instead of seeing no said the fox god punishes those who are not careful and talk too much when they should hold their tongue so this was the story of the nun priest tale and i have taken so much of your time i think now the next slide is the poetic technique and uh, poetic technique and description and then the critical perspective on the nun priest tale so you can go through it it and uh, sorry you can go through it and read that whole thing that's it from my side i hope i have not taken a lot of time but i have taken so i'm sorry if i have mispronounced i have actually mispronounced a lot of words so that's it i have done my explanation i hope you will like it i hope you will understand it and thank you so much if you are listening me have a nice day bye bye take care